Hey, I just created a professional Wix site for my business. Let's check it out. Go to Wix.com. Hey, we don't care about your Wix site. <laughs> there we go. Hey, everyone. As always, starting a couple minutes early here to make sure that we have sound and such. So if you can hear me, just let me know in the chat. And I appreciate you. Hey, we don't care about your week's sake. There we go. Ah, I heard you. <laughs> I heard me on your computer, so I'm good. <laughs> oh, that's on my computer? Or else it was mine. I, don't know, I think it was maybe it was mine. Cool. All right. Good show today, guys. As you can see, Ted's back. Uh, five stories, and then we're walking through a new tool that I found. That was crazy fun. Uh, especially if you're using tools like uh, Money Robot or SEO Autopilot, GSA Seer. Um, you'll, you know the nightmare of making content for those stupid things. So uh, this tool will help you do that. I think you'll appreciate and hopefully my cool guy doesn't show up, but because I got the dogs outside. So I think I'll put them inside just in case for now. And we'll start on time here, hopefully. Okay, be right back. <clears throat> Hi, welcome to the Ted Show. I now uh, own the channel legally. It's all binding. So who wants free promotion? <laughs> so i'm looking at the comments is anyone going to any conferences this year which conference are you going to let me know in chat anyone going to nfg rock stars all right the horde is locked in so that's good I tried right. to usurp the show, but the audience wasn't having it. <laughs> All right, here we go. SEO This Week. Hey, everyone. Welcome to SEO This Week, episode 133. Boy, are we getting up there in the, uh, in the count. As you can see, my good buddy Ted is back from traveling the world. I think it was, uh, you know, rampaging all over Europe. So welcome back, Ted. Glad to have you. Thank you. Yeah, I uh, uh, kind of did the uh, bonehead maneuver and uh, went out to the pubs and using my cell phone and Google Maps uh, late at night in the dark, uh, trying to get back to the hotel. I tripped on a curb and uh, did one of these numbers. <laughs> 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 I came home with the souvenir. That's all right. You're not having a fun, fun vacation if you don't come back with a splint somewhere. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I did discover firsthand that the United Kingdom's uh, health uh, services are absolutely fantastic. Nice. I couldn't have been more impressed. Uh, it was really cool just walking in, giving my name, and 
getting free health care. <laughs> it was so quick and painless, and yeah, every human being should have that. That was that was really cool. That was eye opening. Yeah, it's kind of the same same experience that I have in Canada. I have dual citizenship with Canada, and I just go walk in there and show my card and free healthcare. Well, it's essentially free. So, well, for me, it's free. I'm not there to pay the taxes, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> cheater yeah (laughs) um but still that's that is a great that is a good good couple of good systems to look at and model on for you know the future would be nice um let's see today we have five stories so i'll go ahead and jump right into those uh and then we're going to look at a tool called mentorprise it was Shown off in a couple of the Facebook groups, one in particular, uh, some people in my my mastermind, you know, got excited about it. So I reached out to the owner and bought a membership myself and just playing with it. And I think you guys are really going to love this thing. Uh, it's saving all kinds of work. Uh, so I think you'll enjoy that. And then we'll close off with a look at the NFG Rockstars uh, event that's coming up uh, October 1st and 2nd. There's a Disney day on the the last day of September and then October 3rd is a VIP mentorship mastermind kind of day. So uh, we'll talk about all of those uh, as well. And then hopefully get some of Ted's insights. Cause I know he's not talked SEO except for maybe on drinking days. So we'll see how that works out and get him excited and get it going. Juices flowing again. <laughs> So with that, I'm going to share the screen. I'm going to try to do just the browser this time. Let's see what happens. That should work. All right. You guys should see just the browser now. And I'm going to assume that you are. So again, like I said, SEO this week is episode 133, penalties, content, and traffic. So our first article is from fromdev.com, F-R-O-M, dev.com. It is a new option in Google called Google Screened. So all of us pretty much know by now what Google Guaranteed is. Your service business, they, in uh, Google Guaranteed, you get into the program, and then they say this is guaranteed, it's trusted, etc. Uh, and they list it on there, and then you get to pay some more for ads and stuff to be listed in Google Guaranteed Carousel, and assume that you're going to um, get more clicks uh, leveraging that Google Guaranteed program. Well, not happy with just sticking in the service area business. Now they're going into the professionals business and calling and creating what's called Google Screen. So if you're like a your client's a lawyer estate planner, real estate financial planner, all those kind of people that kind of have have to have some sort of certification program. Now Google is going to quote unquote screen them uh, and allow them to be, uh, to advertise. Really, according to the, the program guidelines and in this article and specifically is there's only two rules to join one you have to pass their certification i have your business license the location and your registering registration with the the licensing part of the state right uh, and then the second is you have to have a, a higher rating of 3.0 or higher on your google my business account 
that's if, of course, Google Google's algorithms don't shut down the the, the maps because they're set to stupid sensitive right now, and uh, every little thing gets your map suspended. So, so I think this is a it's an interesting idea. I don't know that I really want Google uh, assessing this kind of stuff. Uh, you know, one we all know that most of the, their stuff is being done handled by people in India. So how is a an Indian person know what uh, something's supposed to be you know approved or not uh, and two they're not going to do follow-up so if a a business get passes the google screen thing and then something happens and they lose that accreditation or whatever uh you know google's not going to follow up and say hey you're still accredited well this uh, and then finally just before ted jumps in the the final note is if you that that 3.0 high or higher star rating that just opens up for fake reviews that can drop that star rating and get you out of there. Uh, and you can do that to all your competition and you're the only Google screen listing in the community. So go ahead, Tim. Uh, this, this really kind of triggers my, uh, uh, my spider senses for, you know, monopoly leverage because, you know, in the past few years, Google took out support for EVSSL, the thing that made the URL bar green for extended verification domain names. Yeah. The They're like, oh, that. we're just not going to participate in that. <laughs> and by not including it in Chrome, they pretty much killed it, you know, unilaterally. There wasn't some, you know... Uh, group of people saying hey let's you know decide together if we should keep this going google just said nope not for us and killed it and now they're coming out with their own extended verification system uh you know this this is a company that's saying we are the standard we don't need to abide by standards we are the standard and that's what you know monopolies do that's what microsoft did uh, back in the early days of windows they told the standards bodies we don't need to do what you're saying because we're microsoft we are the standard and so it's the same same kind of thing here and yeah i'm i'm with you i don't like it I, it's too much power yeah i think we already have organizations that do this already if Google wants to partner with, you know, all of them or some of them, then fine. Uh, but if you're in a rehab niche and you know that Google partnered with LegitScript and turn their PPC back on, well, LegitScript is owned by an organization that um, is owned and run by people that have rehab. So LegitScript making it really hard for competitors of that, of that group uh, to get approved by Google and Google's not doing anything about it. And I think that just there's a process here is, is uh, really to me, the antitrust stuff couldn't come in a better time. I don't know that the government is going to be successful at fighting it. Um, but if anything, we can get some more money out of Google uh, and return to, you know, whatever we want to use it for. Hey, that free healthcare, maybe we can just get Google to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, there there is a path where I'm okay with Google doing it. It's when Google isn't unilaterally killing the alternatives. Mm -hmm. So if Google is like, oh, well, we want our own extended verification, that's fine. Support the other one, too, and let the market decide. Yeah. I think we'll have to see how that how it plays out, especially for, like, the um, 
the legal directories that are sort of doing this stuff already to be listed in their directories um, uh, and see where Google treats that or how Google treats that. And also uh, at, at some point, I think blinder, banner blindness has to come, come into play here. We have feature snippets, rich snippets, the Google carousels, the guaranteed carousels. Now we're going to have Google screen carousels, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, at some point, I just got to, I think you, <laughs> you, as a user, you get tired of going to Google at some point, or at least yeah. like what I do is I go to page two now because I know the directories are all on page one. So just go to page two and skip the middleman. Well, I mean, that, that really sucks. It, you know, you're right. If if this guaranteed carousel is going to push organic websites down, then it's it's time to start. You know, telling your grandparents to use Bing instead. You know, yeah. we need to be evangelists for an alternative because that's crazy. Yeah, as scary as that Bing is kind of following along with this too. If you look at some of the stuff that Bing's doing, it's you know step for step with what Google's doing. So. Yeah, which you know, kind of grow a pair and and kind of reject Google's you know culture of penalties and this crap and and you know if if they really made a movement for being different, I think they'd be rewarded for it with market share. Yeah, I think if for me for being to be successful, they got to be separated from Microsoft and and kind of treat it as their own company, as it were. Uh, not just a, a subdivision of, you know, Xboxes and Mike the Microsoft. So I think they should cut it off from the Microsoft influence and allow the Bing guys to do Bing stuff. Uh, and that'll greatly improve that search engine. The, the, as we already know, we've already looked at the data, the users of there spend $500 more in a lot of markets. So it's certainly something to uh, look at now. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity for stuff that's better. And, and Bing is actually getting a lot of search results because people are using their search results now to create new search engines. Um, so that's pretty interesting. All right. So now we did our rant on that. <laughs> search engine roundtable moving to a no domain moving to a new domain to escape a Google penalty might not work, says Google. So if you don't know the background of this is uh dijon dijon seo i'm not even sure his back name his last name but he used to put out some pretty good content and do some testing and and all that stuff and then he kind of went quiet for a while or at least i haven't heard anything recently that he set up but his site was hit by a manual penalty uh and it was unnatural links penalty and his response was he's just gonna go to a new domain he's not gonna 301 it and he'll just ask for the updated links on what he knows to be his good links, which is, you know, it's smart in, in my opinion. Uh, and then John Mueller's response was, Oh, well, it's just going, Google's just going to pick your, your content and canonicalize it. And essentially for me, the way, I, the way I'm reading it is that canonical is going to pass the link juice anyway, without the 301. So you're still screwed. So I guess the real, the big topic here is if you don't do a 301 because you got a manual penalty, you did something wrong on a domain, you move the site to a new one. Is it really, I don't want to say fair, but it's kind of the, the lack of the better word. Is it fair that Google just says, well, you move the site, 
you have the new content, so we're just gonna pass that juice to you anyway, and, and screw you. Here's two points that I think that should be noted. One, I think that's kind of a dick move. If you clear all your your links and you move to a new domain and you got to re-rank this whole new domain, why would they 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 do that? Why would they you know pass that bad link juice to you for doing the right thing? And then two, John Mueller just opened up a can of worms for negative SEO because if that's what can Google is doing, if they're canonicaling that, there's nothing that says that a guy like me who does reputation management and uses negative SEO successfully on it can't go and buy your expired bad domain that's got unnatural link penalties, rebuild that site, and then blast you and you wouldn't even know what's happening uh, because Google is doing that, applying that canonical thing. Or even worse, I can just go buy a whole bunch of bad domains that I know are penalized uh, and and hit you, and there's nothing you're you're not gonna know know anything about it because Google is algorithmically, I guess it were, picking that canonical and penalizing you even without a three hundred one. Ted, thoughts? Uh, yeah, you know that's that seems like it it could be a dangerous thing to do, and and I think about other advice that Google gives, like. Uh, how many times have people gone on to John Mueller's show and said, hey, I bought a domain name and it appears to be penalized into oblivion. What can I do? And John Mueller says, get a new domain name. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for, for one use case, he's like, uh, you know, won't ever work. And for another use case, it says go to advice. Yeah. So, you know, which is it, you know? I, I think it's it's funny and I, I to me that it if that's true if google's picking that canonicals it, it makes canonical negative seo even that much more effective well Especially if you know how to do it and you're doing it right and they're hinting that you don't need to specify a canonical you just need to duplicate the content and so i would question that so you know, maybe if you have the same content, use a different theme. <laughs> and so maybe the, you know, enough change around the content is enough to uniquify it. Yeah, maybe. So we really need more research into Google's definition of unique. Yeah. I, this is just to me, that's just, it's scary. Um, because I know... Personally, I'm I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not the only one who knows how to do that canonical negative SEO technique, but I know that there's not very many people who are applying it that are hiding it the way that I know how to. Uh, and if you're hiding it the way that I do it, nobody's going to find it. There isn't a tool out there that's going to find that canonical and you're just going to get penalized and your page is going to disappear. So when you're using that for something like online reputation management, it's cool. But when you're using that to demote your competition um, and Google's making it that easy, the way John Mueller is describing it and just, you know, my evil little, you know, monkey brain is, has figured out. Um, technically I can wipe out my, all my competition and just, you know, and, <laughs> and, and I'd be okay with that. You know what I mean? Um, and, and under that, under the, that guideline so if it's just copying content and that 
the original content or one of those content is affected by a penalty, a negative penalty, whether it be manual or algorithmic. Uh, and Google is picking the canonical and you as a negative SEO guy, figure out how to set that canonical. It's, it makes it <laughs> crazy easy uh, to target your competition in an unethical way. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, by, by John Mueller's claim here, in theory, to, to just kind of spell it out, you, if you got your website heavily penalized, all you need to do on your URLs is copy your competitor's content So it canonicalizes to them and passes the penalty to your competitor. Yep. And then you're good to go. You just sit back and... Yeah, it's it's just purely weaponized penalties. So what he's claiming is that you can weaponize the penalty simply by copying your competitor's content on your penalized URL. Yeah, because it says here in a follow-up, you know, canonicalization uses more than just external links. Uh, yeah, so that's to me, it, there's so many worms right here. <laughs> if I was a bad person, I, I'd be having a field day right now in some markets. Yeah. Well, clear, clearly, these claims need testing. I have serious doubts as to whether or not they're even true. So. Yeah, it might. So, here's what I would do if that was my domain. One, he kind of gave up on the reconsideration process. Uh, a, a little quick, especially since he claims he hasn't been, done any link building in years, which I kind of believe because he's not really putting out a whole lot of new content either. And that's what he was basing back when he started, uh, how he was doing his link building was, was some great content. So one, I would have done a reconsideration request. Uh, I would have done the disavow file and I would have got the manual penalty lifted. Uh, two, if I wasn't going to do all that and I was just going to take the opportunity to change the domains, which it sounds like it's a good thing for him because he's probably planning on doing it anyway. Uh, and I would have actually done a double 301. And we have seen in some cases where that actually works well with manual penalties. And uh, you do the reconsideration request, you get the manual penalty lifted. As we all, I don't know if you've ever done penalty recoveries before, but there's still some penalty there like algorithmically the site gets penalized for a little while uh, and you don't want to, to to mess with that you can just double 301 it to your new domain you, all that link juice passes up to the double 301s and the penalty is sort of cleared out as it were um so that's what how i would have i would have handled this and probably i would not have advised everyone hey i'm changing this new domain so um let's say that they want for instance, John to save face now, they're going to penalize this other domain name just because John said that. But I'm kind of <laughs> happy he did do it. I, I agree he destroyed his new domain, uh, but it's cool that he forced the issue and got John Mueller to make some claims about how the system works. Yeah, for so sure. In that sense, he did a very cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. That obviously there's a great, some great testing opportunities right there. So, and I will say on a caveat, I have taught the canonical negative SEO technique uh, at conferences. I'll continue to do so, but if you know how to do it and eh, you should be using that uh, like sparingly probably for reputation management stuff and not against your competition. Don't be an a-hole. All right. Next is uh, search engine land and it's traffic from 
image swipe to visit feature is now appearing in search console so basically if you don't know is the impressions count now is a little bit different than what it used to be uh, under the old version you have your search results organic listings and your impressions count would be um, just your from in the search results. So now they're adding images to that. So you can have an impressions count of 29,000. You see your click-through rate and your traffic is crap. And you're like, what the hell's going on? Well, it might be that you got images ranking and people are looking at the images as well. And so thus you're getting an impression. Uh, that also works on mobile uh, and AMP. So as you can see here on the post, there's a new way to get in filter out and you can see the app on image result kind of look at that and 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 look at your impression counts and figure out where the, the true traffic number is again i always take the impression counts on search console with the grain of salt but it does help a little bit especially if you're fighting with something like you're in the top three position uh you're not getting any traffic from the keyword you think you should be uh, um you do a PPC campaign and you see that there's actually traffic there and, and people are clicking on your ad. So why are they not clicking on your result? Uh, it could be that the in the search, you're looking at either images or your impression numbers aren't as high as it's supposed to be. So uh, this is something, this is a pretty cool feature. Uh, they're adding more and more to this stuff, but I, th I think it's slow and, uh, but we'll see how it works out for everybody. Yeah. Do they keep uh, some sort of method to view the impressions the old way? They oh. reinvent a metric that you're using when they really should just re. They should invent a new metric with a different name. Yeah, versus changing the. And that way, you can switch between the two and understand how they differ. And yeah. No, they didn't do that. <laughs> no, that's just awful. <laughs> how, dare, how dare they help you? Because <laughs> it, it destroys your history because there, there's now a dateline you need to, to keep in mind where the number changed meaning. And there was no like, this is when it did it. You know what I mean? So unless you, unless you knew that it happened, you know, I, probably for me, a really good one, especially if you're doing a lot of image SEO stuff, which you should be is look at the impressions number. If you see skyrocket points, it might be a good indication of when that, that point changed. Yeah, yeah. Write write it on a post-it note. Uh, write the date on a post-it note. Stick it on your wall because you'll probably need it at some point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one is matthewoodard.com.co.uk and this one is on Bing SEO. We talked about this. I've been an advocate for quite some time. Uh, hell, I've been bugging Ted about Bing SEO since, hell, I was in Seattle still probably like three years now <laughs> and how important I think Bing still is. Even in regards to the market share, lower market share is fine. They still send a lot of traffic uh, and the audience converts higher at a $500 average of purchase per purchase um, than uh, in some markets, i.e. fashion, electronics, et cetera. So uh, I think it's still a, a search engine that you should be working at. I've also taught a method on how to kind of get into and stay in their index, because if you are not aware, it's kind of, it's kind of a pain in the ass to want you to get in there to actually stay for some reason uh, and i taught a method on how to how to how to stick that so um 
I would recommend you go over and check out the Bing SEO blog post here on Matthew Witter's thing. And don't buy into the, if you rank in Google, you're going to do okay in Bing. It's not necessarily the case. And anyone who's done rank tracking in both of those can see significant numbers. These two surgeons are looking at different things. One, because they have to by patent. Uh, and two, it's, you know, it's a different audience so that even if there was a saying, let's say if you're just looking at CTR, for example, if CTR is a, is a big factor uh, and, and both of them commonly, the CTR for a Bing user is different from a CTR to Google user just because of the way they search and the audience type, et cetera. Uh, so this, it's something that you should delve into and learn a, a whole lot more about. And there's some tools in here that help you. Uh, that I use still uh, with Bing. They're, they're free. Uh, there's a couple that are missing now that used to be great for hunting down other people's PBNs, uh, but they shut those down because really only SEOs were using them and not very many <laughs> people were using them. Uh, but there's still a whole bunch of stuff here. And I think that's, again, if you're ignoring Bing, you're kind of you know, doing yourself an injustice. Here's a quick roll up of their uh, top of what he thinks is the top 13 ranking factors uh and it's you know obviously there's some commonality there but page authority and bing and page rank and bing are different than what they are at google so how do you achieve those uh in the site structure and everything else so uh take a look at this post ted you doing any bing any bing stuff yet uh well uh coming from online retail bing was uh 30 to 35 percent of our organic revenue Wow. And if I was starting a new online retailer today, I would probably go for ranking and Bing first. Like I'd probably back burner Google altogether um, just because it's going to be a lot easier. Your yeah. competition's going to be lower. It's going to be easier entry points for ranking well and getting the ball rolling. And uh, obviously you'll come back to Google, but you'll be diversified from the start. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd probably go there and, uh, but that's being a U.S. based online retailer. Yeah. Uh, the second you go international, what they'll tell you instantly is that Bing makes absolutely no sense internationally because the search volume for those foreign markets is just not there at all. And so, that's, and I think, I think that might change soon because Google is being forced to add other search engines to the Android platform. Now they're doing it, but they're making it pay to play, uh, which is, <laughs> to me, it seems kind of against the spirit of what they were trying to do in the first place when they were ordered to, to add those other search engines. But I think some of that will leak off again uh, and, and help with Google again. We'll, we'll see how that works out. But I think at this point is, you know, especially on a, on a mobile platform, uh, who wants to be bothered with changing their search engine anyway? <laughs> you know, going through the 50 steps to get there and change it. So, um, still something to, to look at. So, White Hat SEO is dead. Yeah, White Hat SEO is dead. This is actually one of, I'll tell you that I'm not a fan of the Roger Monty post. He's kind of like, um, to me, this, this, this site is turning into the national inquirer of uh, the SEO community, <laughs> but he actually did a pretty good job here. 
Uh, and he was talking about white hat SEO and that ever going battle between white hat versus black hat. How do you define it? Yeah, and he's got, he's looking here. Let's see the risk, the difference between the existing loopholes, finding existing loopholes. And basically, what he's saying is white hat SEOs for following the Google rules, and then black hat SEOs find loopholes and balance risk reward to find the tactic. Uh, and then he goes into some tips, some of the myths that people are, you know, that the white hats are, are using. To me, it's a, it's a great sales pitch uh, to customers that are scared to death of SEO in the first place or they've been burned by bad SEOs. Uh, you know, you, I'm talking about the 299s that do, I can guarantee you page one rankings for 10 keywords for $99 a month, those kind of clowns. Um, so this is, uh, to me, I, I think the community was open to that. The business community was open to this white hat versus black hat argument. And it, and it created a great sales pitch for a while. But, uh, as people are, are being awoke to the fact that that's the differences are really not <laughs> all that much. Uh, it's, I think it's, becoming less effective but it's still there needless to say i think once a, probably once a week we have to talk to someone about a white hat versus black hat method so well in in general if you look closely enough nearly all white hats are black hats yeah well yeah <laughs> if you're sticking to the terms of services agreements and uh and that is your your measure then uh yeah most white hats are black hats i don't yeah. even know i even know people that claim to be pure white hats and they're, you know they'll say that they're still buying links or doing outreach you know buying for outreach articles where you're still buying links right so yeah the the only reason you make a twenty-two thousand word article is to get your keywords in there a whole lot <laughs> no that's high quality content <laughs> yeah <laughs> people love those you know they yeah. love the I probably got 50 books that I bought this year that I haven't read because there's seven, <laughs> you know, I want to read something small. So I like to go through these, a uh, couple of these things is uh, one of the myths black cats believe they're above the rules. I think it's pretty cool is, uh, is comparing, you know, saying that the uh, guidelines are Google guidelines are laws. You're breaking the law if you're violating those guidelines, which in case you're not doing it, it's a guideline. Uh, and it's unethical to violate those if you don't. Um, this is a good point. It is unethical to violate the Google guidelines on behalf of a client who has no idea. Yeah, I agree. So if you're if you're practicing, let's say you're, I don't know, you're using GSA or XRumor. That's that's probably the worst one you can use right now. On a, on a client site directly at them, and the client doesn't know what the hell's going on. You know, you're being a dick, and you're in an unethical range. Uh, we don't even send PBNs unless clients know that we're doing PBNs. Um, we don't expose our PBMs to them because you never know, you know, how clients are and they'll send it to another SEO and say, look what you're doing. You know, it's just okay. So we don't expose our PBNs, but we also don't send PBN links to people who don't know that they're coming. Um, so that's kind of a, you know, something that to do are we're not as open with clients as like say Kyle is Kyle is just like open book. Whoa. Um, and well, there are I, things that we protect just because if you, you know, some things that you expose in the open, um, could turn into something that can be used against you later for whatever reason. 
one way or another. And at this case, at this point, you know, the way the SEO world is, it's you know, anything can be turned into something against someone else. You know what I mean? So uh, go ahead, Ted. Oh, uh, I forgot my point. We'll just. <laughs> I'm fine then. Uh, let's see. White hats are short term thinkers, or black hats are short term thinkers. Uh, I never really understood this one because one, black hats are testing. I think uh, if you go into it, the white hat world, as it were, if you see it on the internet from the outside looking in, the white hat world is on, um, they're writing content. Uh, they're promoting that content using brand channels. Uh, maybe they're doing some press releases and stuff. Oh, it's if, if you write amazing content, the hordes of people will come. You yeah, know? they'll find it. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be great. <laughs> um, <laughs> under that model, though, it's always the same. I've been doing SEO for quite some time, and that model has never changed. It's always been write high-quality, unique content, promote it and people will come and it'll be awesome and and don't forget the other half of the white hat thing is you don't need to learn the technical details you don't need to know how google works and you shouldn't know how google works and it works against you to know how google works and <laughs> there's that whole other side that people ne neglect to mention that when they're out there evangelizing that ignorance of no, no, don't test Google, don't know, you don't want to know how Google works, you don't want to do that, just, just focus on how awesome each sentence could be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the part that eats me up. Is it's really evangelizing, you know, being ignorant as to how the system technically works, and and black hats. Uh, you know, they're what I found is they're typically testing. You're you're absolutely right. It's all evidence-based methods. It's short term in the sense that often what they discover is tactical. And once a tactic goes mainstream, it can usually be shut down. Yep. Uh, but the thing is, the strategy is, is over time, they have a very technical understanding of how Google works. And I think that's a very long term type of advantage. Plus, if you're doing it over and over again, you're, you're, if you're doing black hat, right, you're thinking of it in a tactical and strategic manner. So you're figuring out that tactic, you're employing it, you're getting it working. And while that's running, and you're and you're make ranking and banking off of that tactic you're looking strategically at what's next what else can i do because you know that this one is probably not going to stay uh and it doesn't stay for a lot of reasons one maybe somebody outs the, the thing or two maybe google figures it out or three someone goes ask john mueller a question on his on his hangouts because they're complete morons and going, you know, <laughs> I heard this tactic and why does it, does this, does this really work? You know? And, well, and that's how those things get outed and busted. So as a black hat, you're strategically thinking two steps, one or two steps ahead. You found this one that's working, but now while that's doing its thing, you want to go out and find two more. And, and then you have SEOs out there who are saying, you know, silos don't work or, you know, I can get to number one without any uh, backlinks on any keyword. And, you know, Those they're are the ultimate black hats, in my opinion, because the well, they're not they're, doing they're 
they're not doing what they say they're doing. One, they're more than likely they are building, let's say the the the, the no backlinks guy, guys or proponents of, they're out there building backlinks. Uh, and two, they're sending a disinformation campaign against their their the people that trust them and well, reducing the level of their competition. They're the ultimate black cats to me. <laughs> The other defining difference, though, is that the black cats who are doing the experimenting also know how to verify these claims. Yeah. Whereas the people who are just doing Field of Dreams content and going back and checking their grammar on things uh, aren't going to be able to tell you if silos do or don't work. They don't know how to do that type of verification. Yeah. Or they're not, they're not testing the different versions of the silos or whatever or maybe they are and, and it, for them their test didn't work I, I get it and you make that assumption that silos don't work because you didn't you tested it and uh in your particular market it just didn't work i get that i can see it i understand it uh but to me to make blatant statements um like i said there's to me those guys are the ultimate black cats so well yeah i mean it comes down to you know a lie is a lie at some point yeah that's for sure uh and let's see there's a bunch of other points in here but again this is probably one of the best articles i've read on the topic the whole white hat versus black hat topic so uh suggest you go read it out point it out i would actually save this and, and start handing it out to your users as part of your newsletter if you guys are doing that uh, and it helps you with that whole process of that conversation because this third party person, Roger Monte, uh, giving this information to everyone else. Uh, and clearly it's, you know, pretty popular. So I would check it out. And that is the end of the news. So that took a lot longer just to go through five stories. Holy crap. I talked a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I want to jump right into this tool. It's called Mentor Prize. Mentor Prize. Uh, it is a content generation tool. This I am an affiliate of this, so I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. But I think it's really kick-ass and cool, so I wanted to share it. Uh, and then I'll do maybe I'll do a couple other videos and stuff to how to integrate it with some tools uh, like SEO, autopilot, and etc. So what does it do? Basically, this thing creates content for you. You can mess with the settings and stuff. You can create content for your own site, or you can create content for link building, or you can use the actual built-in features like that and get it to spit out some stuff and, and use it with a tool like um, Traffic Factory or uh, Authority Stacks or Ranking Factory, uh, to name a few, uh, and build your S3 sites or your cloud sites or your Google sites or whatever uh, and this is a great tool to make all that process a little bit easier. So, uh, again, my link is in the uh, description. And you can, if you, you know, want to support me, awesome. Uh, you can uh, buy a copy of this um, using a link, sign up. You get a request a demo. That's what I would do. Uh, and or you can mess with the sandbox but i would request a demo the owner he actually sat with me for three hours before i even signed up 
uh, just to show me what, what it does. And we were banging so many ideas on how I could use it, et cetera. And then after I signed up, they added some new features and they spent another 30 minutes showing me new features. And not because I promoting it, I didn't even, I wasn't even promoting it beforehand. So you're going to get some really good attention uh, from your, uh, from these guys. So with that, let's walk into here. Actually, I want to show you the pricing too. Here you go. New cheaper pricing plan. Let's see. Come on. Might have to sign in on my other. Yeah, I'll have to go into. There we go. New cheaper pricing plan. Zoom in. there uh this is cheaper it's like way cheaper than one of you for four i think we're paying 395 per month for the expert that's the one that we got uh and these are down significantly once you see what this does i think you'll appreciate that the prices are a little bit higher they are coming down even more i was told uh as they expand the user base and they can get more servers etc um so this is the pricing that you'll be looking at right now again this is i think this was up in the two something this was 395 and this was like 800 bucks um this is the one that i'm using right now it seems to be more than enough for my needs but if you're like uh let's say tony peacock for example running a whole bunch of clients and a whole bunch of services and stuff like that then the dedicated extreme would be pretty good for you and really the main difference is this dedicated engine so that everything works a lot faster uh you get some more uh words uh words credits um at at the higher rate but really you're getting you're paying for the speed is at the end of the day that's what you're getting so um I've tried it on the enhanced. It worked fast enough. And then I just wanted some more credit. So we, for my agency, so we bumped it up to expert. And that's, you know, that is what that is. So now you know how much you're going to cost. What the hell does it do? So you can fill out coming in the form. And in this case, uh, I filled out and just put the words. I choose my options, you know, very readable and very unique. Very unique is like, crazy not readable if you've never done with scrape content and spinning um and then you can spin the sentences you can spin the paragraphs and depending on how fast you want to go you can pull in for more of the SERPs at the end of the day what it's doing is going into the search engines for your keyword and then pulling out the content and looking at it and turning it into new stuff which is awesome uh, and then it'll spit it out to you like this this is the preview of it and i can re-spin it and it'll change the article over and over again. So if you're using any tool that needs a one unique article, there you go, you can pop it and do it. Uh, but if you are using like a SEO autopilot, money robot or whatever, and needs a spun, there it is, it's already spun for you, uh, which is awesome. This is, I think this is a, a good thing. And then you can preview it right here if you want to. Uh, you can also hit the regenerate thing and it'll create a whole new article uh, or it'll put in the HTML and you can turn it into S3 pages or you can download it and do all that madness. How, how good is the <laughs> automatic spinning? Because what I've noticed is uh, in, in other tools is the automatic spinning tends to be quite crappy. Yeah, it's... <laughs> The, the main intent was like for tools. So it's not, it's okay. 
Um, it, but it's not like you can just take one of these articles and post it on a tier one thing and expect it to be okay and readable. You know what I mean? Um, okay. Yeah. So I like you, you are, if you're looking for stuff to put on your money side or you want to do guest blogging and you didn't want to rewrite a whole article, but you wanted a head start, this would be a good start. This article would be good enough to do a good start. Uh, that's actually what they're doing it, doing with it. The owners is they have a, a copyright person. They put it on very unique. They bump it at 10 and then they, now they have their, their article and they really didn't have to do as much research as they did if they were writing it from fresh. So it makes them a little bit more um, efficient as that were. Uh, some other features of this is the header section. So what this is is doing, and I'll fill out, let me fill out some of this. So search engine optimization. Optimization uh, SEO 101. Uh, so basically what this is doing is H1s, H2s, H3s, et cetera, inside of this content over here is all going to get populated with these keywords. What I do with it is I use my money keyword, then I'll go into Quora and I'll pull all the variations. I'll throw those into those are headers, and then I'll add a uh, like the um, related search uh, strings from the bottom of the Google search results, or maybe even Google Trends, depending on how much content I want to generate. Uh, and that adds those into the H1, H2, H3 tags. Down here, there's a header template, and this is all like the titles that you've seen before. On a whole bunch of sites there's not a whole lot in here so if you can and you're adventurous you can actually go in here and plug even more and the only thing you have to have in that pattern is that you know the five x's right there and those five x's will replace what's also cool is i can send this to the images alt text just with that click of that button and click ok and then come into here and there's all the alt text for all of my uh from all the images that I want to do. And it's in title format, so it's really cool. And then you just drop in your URLs for where you want to get your images from. Uh, one of the things you could do is upload all your images for your clients to an S3 bucket, for example, and then drop all those S3 URLs right in here. Uh, now you have unique images. They're not hot linked to anyone else. You don't have to worry about uh, any um, downsides from hot linked images. Uh, etc and then i'll go right here just click okay uh, you can add videos just by doing the url set up random put at top top or bottom or random uh, if you use tools like seo autopilot or um, money robot that kind of is is common for you so um, so uh yeah. how do you compare the uh spinning on this to something like word ai uh, probably a little bit better because they, they have some different i think from what I understand from the uh, the creators that are implementing a little bit of the um, NLP uh, API, the Google NLP API and stuff. Um, but you're, it's, I think I don't like NL, Word AI, if I'm using that, I don't let it go, like make its own decisions very much. And versus Spin Rewriter, when I do this, I kind of let it go to make its own decisions and I don't even bother reading it. Um, this would be like the balance of those two. Let me show another. Here's another example. Let me regenerate. And there's what I was talking about, the H tags. They're all auto-populated in there. Uh, let's see. 
And then you can see, I don't know, hopefully you can see a little bit of the quality of the article that's written right there. Search engine optimization technique is deemed white hat when it adheres to the search engine guidelines and entails no disturbance. So like that disturbance will probably be one of the, the, um, the spun features, right? Uh, as search engine parameters, blah, 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 are not written as a succession of rules or commandments. So rules or commandments, commandments is probably part of the spin. So you see, it's not that far off. It's not horrible. It's, you wouldn't want this to be on your money side. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you just write that way. Like, you know, I know some guys that are, their English is a second language and they just, they write that way and you're like, okay. <laughs> so, but for the most part, you, you, again, you're going to have to clean some of this up, especially if you're going to use it on a money site. If you're using it for link building, then I wouldn't even mess with it. All right. So we did that. Uh, the replacer, this one's a little bit hard to explain. Well, really, maybe not so much, but let's say uh, here's an example. It says Ford colon and then my brand. And you want to replace Ford with my brand. And this will do it for you. And it'll do it across all of these articles. Um, or you want to, uh, another good example, let's say you're doing local. There's no local in here, but let's pretend that this is an address for a local business. I can copy this. Uh, let's see, close it, replace, paste, and then do, I want to replace it. So I'll do polling, testing, replace, click okay. Which one did I click? This one, right? Uh, no. Is it this one? Yep, there it is. So regenerate. The titles are there. Ben and Sergey. I lost it. That's why I picked heavy words to regenerate. Uh, Gotta make a change at the top. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think it's because I had all that. Let me do that. Pringle replacer. I think it's because it had all the, the punctuation in there that might have done it. Pringle. Okay. Pringle, regenerate. There you go. Boom. So if you, let's say you're doing a local article and then that all the, the articles you scrape have name, address, phone number from your competitor and you don't want to promote them, you just use that search replace function and put your own business information in there. Now the article still makes sense because it was referencing a business address and phone number, uh, but now it just has your information. So it's pretty cool. And that's an unstructured citation, uh, which could be helpful. Uh, another cool feature is this raw right here. Any embeds you want to put in here can do it. So let's say you're embedding your website and you want to embed your website in your S3s. You can do that. If you want to iframe your uh, maps, your videos, uh, Google Drive stacks, anything that you can embed, you can drop in here. So that's pretty cool. And you can do it multiple. So let's say this one's a map and then I want to do, uh, here's a iframe. I'll just click add map, see if it lets me do it. So there's, it'll add the, the map into it. And then I want to add a section and then I put my G map in this section. And then I want to put my G slides and then my site. 
and then G calendar, and then <clears throat> duty photo uh, Ted. Uh, okay, and then I go in here and I can regenerate. I don't know Ted appreciated the photo. So you see there's name, address, phone number. Um, that was already that was plopped in there across the entire thing. Uh, and you can do the same thing across the uh, all of those articles. It'll regenerate and add those. So that was killer. Uh, and finally, this is the redirect. I've not really used this one a whole lot. So let's say you pull in an HTML copy of the website or this piece of content using it, copy HTML. You can actually put that on an S3, plug in this redirect, and as long as it's HTTPS, it'll trigger and fire off and cross over to the new site. So if you're into affiliate and you've seen a lot of those uh, affiliate pages for Amazon products and done on S3, uh, you can recreate those and then put this redirect on there and send it to um, your Amazon. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> redirects are a little bit touchy with Amazon, so use your uh, your account, your your judgment if you want to do that. But that's it's a good that's a good use of these. Uh, also, if you want to just redirect, you want the backlink, but you won't don't want the person reading all that content. You set this up, fire it off, and then redirect it to your money page. Now you get direct traffic. Uh, to your money page was higher converting and then send it to Amazon through the conversion link. So uh, plenty of opportunities and uses for this redirect. Uh, I would also leverage this maybe if you're using some PBN stuff and you want to generate traffic to your PBNs, uh, build links to your pages because PBNs should be money sites, right? Uh, and, and send uh, this redirect traffic to your PBNs too. That helps boost the power of the backlinks that you're putting on there. So plenty of opportunities to use this. Uh, some features that he, the owner did mention is this plagiarism protection. I asked him the, how is it compared to, say, uh, um, a copyscape. Uh, and he actually said that they don't use it all that often. You know, they've put it on very readable and turned on the plagiarism detection, but the spin is really light at that point, so you don't get as many unique pieces of content. Uh, but if you know if you're using it for a uh, for a money site type of thing, uh, that actually would be pretty useful to you, uh, just to help you keep you out of trouble in that regards. But for the most part, he said he recommend not even using it. And if you want to go into the super spun articles kind of format, turn on the uh, spin paragraphs, amp this up a little bit, and then do you, um, you know change your word count a little bit. So. You know, 200 or 1200 is typically where I would leave it at. And then you can get all these articles uh, and actually click on all these boxes <clears> just like this. And what it's doing in the background is, is it spun each one of those articles into each other. So now I have one super spun article. And uh, the benefit of that is, let's say you have one client and you're doing uh, SEO autopilot, for example, you have a hundred tier one links that you need to build uh, to, um, to boost those tier ones up and you want to use SEO autopilot, you come in here and do your locksmith, for example, uh, combine all of those articles. You can do all, all of these, all five pages. So that's what five times five, 25 different uh, articles, super spun together and use that for a whole month for all your campaigns and never publish the exact same article twice, um, which is, which is killer. Uh, and I did this run before the show, like that took five minutes with the two engines. Uh, I did a run with the just one engine turned on. I, when I first got the account, as I said, I upgraded. 
uh, and it took a little bit longer, but still it's five minutes versus, you know, what we were doing with um, content machine or SEO content machine. Um, it, it took 10, 20, 30 minutes and doing all those embeds and all that other stuff. Uh, I can literally bang this all out in probably like 10 minutes now and, and keep running campaigns over and over again and actually enjoy using the tools again uh, versus before. So that is Mentorprise.io. Again, the link is in the description. That's my affiliate link. I highly suggest you check it out. Click the link if anything. Uh, and if you're using building tools, then uh, request a demo a live demo tell them i sent you and i think you'll be highly impressed with the stuff that comes out of it so ted any any follow-up comments obviously you haven't seen this one so yeah no i i like spinners i think uh we're just at the point where spinning technology is getting really cool yeah so a lot of the NLP stuff is going to make next level spinners. So I like seeing a lot of companies in this space and innovating new features. And yeah, this is cool. Yeah, this is by, not by far the hands down the best content creation thing I've seen in quite some time. Again, it's expensive, but if you're using it and if you know uh, the joys of creating content for using tools, then it's well worth it in my opinion. Yeah, and if you're having... Uh, uh, thin content issues on a page, then, you know, create an accordion, create a tab, make it one of the, uh, you know, hard to find tabs or buttons to get to switch over to it. Just put in something spun onto your thin page and your page is no longer thin. thin yeah. Just make sure. the, that was actually a use case that was referenced by one of their users is doing exactly that for their client sites. So they have like a, plumber for example uh and they come in here and create x amount of plumbing articles and then put those in accordions and hide it on the on the site so it's there but it's not like x obvious and uh they're doing exactly that with this stuff which is cool and if kyle's lorem ipsum test didn't tell you show you right now that it, the quality of your content doesn't really have to be all that high to rank it um then uh, you know i think that's well it and at a minimum, it proved that your English words don't even need to be English words. Yeah. <laughs> so pretty cool. All right. And then finally, uh, again, that's Mentorprise. So check it out. And then finally, I want to bring up NFG Rockstars. As I was kicking the dogs out, uh, I noticed Ted talked about NFG Rockstars. I just want to give them a shout out one more time. I am speaking there. Again, it's October 1st and 2nd are the official days. Uh, the last day of September, what is that, 30th? September 30th. Uh, that is the Disneyland day. Uh, they'll release the link to sign up for that as well. It is extra. Uh, $325, I think it's going to be. Uh, and then you got to buy your ticket. And basically what you're going to get for that is another networking opportunity. Uh, then uh, there's going to be some Disney tour guides and we don't have to wait in lines for anything, um, all that stuff. Uh, so I think it's definitely uh, worthwhile and we're going to sign up for that. And then October 3rd is going to be a VIP mastermind workshop kind of thing where you are... Um, uh, going to have the opportunity to work with Mike and maybe some of the speakers, etc. 
uh, and, and kind of troubleshoot what's going on with your website. So uh, certainly something to go on to. Ted, I'm not sure. Are you speaking? I am. Oh, sweet. Oh, there you are. There's your pretty face right in front of me. Hey, Dory uh, or Jordan or any of you guys are reading it. Can you edit my bio to make it look like I know English? That would be awesome. <laughs> Sorry, we can't. That's on purpose. <laughs> well, Cotton speaking. Yeah, these are two speakers that I'm looking forward to. Stephen Floyd, uh, retired Army Ranger, as I do believe correctly. Uh, he is with the folks over at OMG Machines. Now he's a partner over there. Uh, he's also got a couple courses and stuff. Uh, really great information. I'm looking forward to seeing him. And then Cotton Grammar, uh, formerly OMG Machines. Now he's on, uh, was it Assimilation? I think is what it's called. Now. Yeah, Assimilation. Yeah, and him and Derek as well. Isn't he? I bet you Derek shows up now if Cotton's going. Um, yeah, so, yep, that makes uh, sense. Uh, great to meet those two. Uh, you know, Cotton whether you like him or not as an seo you put out some great information and stuff as an seo but to me he's ultimately the salesman so oh um, yeah and so that's where I'm, I'm looking forward to having that conversation with him i finally get to meet Stephen kang in person so that'd be awesome I'm looking forward to that too and then there's voldemort i mean jeff lenny uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on some um, affiliate stuff and then victor i've never never met victor so i heard some good things so i'm gonna talk to him uh, and then the, these two are just new. I haven't met either one of them. I think I met Corey before. His face looks familiar. Uh, and then Kevin, I haven't met him before. So, um, yeah, Kevin, uh, he was at Rockstars last year, I think. Oh, was he? Okay. But he was just an attendee. Was he a speaker last year? I don't uh, know. No, I don't think he was a speaker. Yeah. Uh, maybe I did talk to Kevin. I, Rockstars was kind of a blur. I was. Uh, I'll freely admit I was a little drunk most of those. Well, it was, it was in Vegas. There was a lot of drinking. Yeah. And then this criminal, Holly Cooper, she's going to be there too. So, you know, yep. how she ruined the world for maps for everybody and then went back to YouTube. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Terry Power, old dude, he's pretty cool. So, uh, those are some of the speakers. I, as I understand, I'll be adding some more, um, but the, the real benefit is going to be the networking again, the Disney trip the day before, and then the October 3rd event. So, uh, get your tickets now, sign up and look forward to seeing you all there. And with that, I'm going to stop sharing my screen. I don't see any questions. I've been kind of glancing over as we go in Ted and not really a whole lot of questions for it. So, um, it is one of those rant episodes where yeah. we just complain. <laughs> but it was pretty good. You know, yeah. I, I honestly I don't expect that my my shows to run like it was five five news stories and then the mentorship mentorprises what I was planning on going over. And I was like, oh, it'll be a thirty minute show. It'd be good. And then well, then you get Ted on the show and you know yeah. runs long. I think it's because I'm sitting down, so I'm more likely to rant if I than if I standing up. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're okay with it running long. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah. Nope. No questions. SEO Fight Club. I know you're just getting back into the thing. Are we doing anything special in Fight Club? Uh well I'm I'm looking at data because if I can, I want to show test data. But if there isn't a lot to show there, then I'll look at alternative topics. And uh, then if there's nothing inspiring there, then we'll just flat out wing it. 
<laughs> uh, so yeah, we're still looking uh, at what we want to talk about tomorrow. So if you have suggestions, then ping us in the comments. I'll be watching. And internetmarketing.gold, that went live last week. We talked about that, Kyle and I, and uh, Fight Club. How are you guys doing with the, the launch of that thing? Is it? Uh, well, we're getting uh, very close to getting the mobile apps all squared away. Uh, it's there. You can go and sign up and create an account. We've had 300 people sign up uh, already, so it's it's uh, getting there. So if you wanted to get into the Cora and Pop group and you couldn't, now's your chance to get in. You go to internetmarketing.gold and uh, sign up and get into the groups. We have four chat channels right now, and we are going to be doing new features uh, every week forever. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Yeah, as a user, I appreciate the, uh, you know, being able to go into support and ask at feature requests and stuff. I see that it's growing. It's, to me, it's a little bit harder to use right now, um, but it's just usability features that, you know, you guys have to address. Obviously, you got to get it working first. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so it, it's still a beta. We're trying to, to do this uh, slow rollout. So if you're tolerant of that, you know, hop in, help us test, help uh, kick off the community. And, you know, maybe at some point when we do the formal launch, we'll create some sort of honorific badge. So all <laughs> the people who signed up now get that extra prestige. Hey, put it, I'm internet marketing gold. Yeah. <laughs> some, some sort of, uh, you know, little badge of honor that goes next to your name. You know, I, I was at the beta launch. Makes sense. Uh, let's see. We got one question and then we'll call it a day. And that's from Joseph McClellan. What is the minimum amount of words on a page to stay indexed? Well, that right there is, well, one of the, one of the things I was thinking about talking. Uh, how do I share my screen on this system? Uh, the window hover over the window and then you'll see the bottom bar and right in the middle green box says share there it is all right so i don't want to share too much of this because i might talk about it tomorrow can you see this all right yep so let's see where's the zoom Command plus or control plus. So this is one experiment. I've been testing errors in Google. And the first week I ran the test got super strong signal that having broken links on page hurts your rankings, uh -huh. uh, which was a really cool finding. Uh, so uh, spoilers there. Um, and then three weeks later, uh, everything gets de-indexed. The indexing goes to shit. And so this is a really interesting thing. And what, what we found is that in things like keyword density, like we still can maintain the correlation strength, but the indexing still goes to shit. So the, the factor keeps being a factor, but Google has this other process that is taking things out of the primary index. And I think that there's, you know, maybe that there's something like there's just so much content on the internet and so much new content every day 
the content has to somehow perform to stay in the primary index. And so we find that test cases have difficulty performing. And so we don't, we don't know enough about it, but it's, it's a new area of research that indexing rates and ranking factors are almost like two separate dimensions of the same system. It sounded like your dog completely disagreed with you. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he got a hold of Google's ankle. <laughs> Here's what I think. This would be a great question and great conversation for tomorrow. The uh, mentor prize creators, uh, obviously, they're, you know, a lot of their users are big money robot people. And the issue they were having was indexing their backlinks, uh, i.e. the stuff that was created with those tools. When they implemented... Uh, the H tags and all that stuff and all the spin stuff that we talked about inside of the content tool enterprise uh, and increase the quality of their content, which in turn showed a increase in the, the indexing stain. So I guess a good question for tomorrow would be, do you see, do you think that that drop in indexing rate could be related to the content that's being used for the testing, i.e. English or Laura Mimson? Uh, well, these are, are random English. And I, I did notice it uh, in previous Google updates that switching from 1,000 uh, words to 2,000 words improved indexing. And I also noticed that switching from uh, random uh, alpha are switching from random English words in lorem ipsum into random alpha strings improved uh, indexing. Yeah. And I think part of why that worked was something to do with Google's definition of uniqueness. I think when I went to random letters, it somehow became even more unique than random known words. And so I triggered some obscene uniqueness score and got my, my content indexed better. Yeah. So the, the first thing that comes to mind is that you want, you want to be unique enough. And when I see these new results that didn't happen to us last year, they're happening to us this year, maybe there's something as being too unique. So maybe my scores for uniqueness are over-optimized and I need more was... similarity. Okay. So, so the, the question is, did it go from being uh, not unique enough, being the only rule in town to being way too unique? Way too, being so unique that it's completely unnatural. Yes. Yeah, okay. Which makes sense with all the pages and stuff. At some point, you're going to have to throw away throw together a sentence that someone else used at one point in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and so, and then that brought on other uh, research. I know that uh, uh, Lee has done research into uh, stop words. And so, you know, are, are the top 500 most common words in the English language, are they hurting your uniqueness score in Google? Can you get indexed using only, you know, the top 100 words in the English language? Huh. And, and so he has research in that front, but there's a whole lot of questions we need to, to answer. Yeah.
Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Again, that's tomorrow, SEO Fight Club at 11 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Ted's back to wrangle us in and hold the show. So I know if you watched a couple last uh, couple of the ones, Kyle and I were out of control. <laughs> Dad's away. You know how that goes. So. Uh, and then the last question for May Carino, do you think throwing spun content and trying to re-index that crap, then transfer the old good content to the new site would work out if Google's telling the truth about the manual, the penalty passing? Uh, you'd have to kind of fall into the belief that it, uh, the first indexed article is the one that Google is giving the, the truth to. So under that theory, if it was on the new site, the old site, then you replaced it and put your spun content on it and then got that indexed on that same domain, uh, even the same URL, and then put it on a new site, the, the old content on the new site, if that makes sense, and canonicalized it, it would still, under what John is saying, it would still recognize that old content as being on that penalized domain. So there's, there's a lot of testing there. Um, I think I, to me, honestly, I don't, I don't think that John is correct. Um, just based off of the, the way he's saying it. And I hope to God that he's not because there's a whole new base for negative SEO right now. If he is, so it just, it doesn't take anything to copy. I can go to your website right now, copy it in about three to five minutes using site sucker, uh, change the domain names, put it up on an S3 and I can tank your site. Uh, and you wouldn't know it's happening until uh, the one of the backlink tools found the canonical. And that's if I didn't block the robots from the backlink tools. Uh, so I think you should, um, I, th I think it's something to be tested, test worthy, uh, and something to be keep, keep an eye out for. If you notice your all things other being equal, you're building links right, you're doing content right, you're optimizing your pages right, and you're not ranking, or you notice a sudden ranking drop for no reason, there's nothing in Google Manning penalties, then maybe you need to start looking at is the canonical SEO attack coming after you. Uh, but I can tell you right now that most people that are using that negative SEO attack, um, they're, you know, those, those guys are, one, you're probably not even on their radar. Uh, because they're using them in really stupid competitive niches. And then two, uh, if you find it, if you're lucky enough to find it, uh, it's easy to fix at the end of the day, uh, if assuming they didn't do it right. And again, I've taught how to do it right. I'm not gonna say it on the show because I speak at it, but, um, but it's certainly something you need to be aware of. And it's there and now Google is essentially <laughs> open the can of worms. It's, that's Pandora's box for me, as far as I'm concerned. So, all right, that's it. Episode 133. Ted, thank you very much. I appreciate you coming. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for watching. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>